It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, you need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This is the Smart Seven. Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 15th of February, and it's World Hippo Day. And a big happy birthday to Jane Seymour, Ali Campbell, Matt Greening, and Megan Vistalia. The ongoing situation between Russia and Ukraine remains balanced on a knife edge. Vladimir Putin's agreed to continue diplomatic talks with the US and NATO in a televised discussion at another long table with his own foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov. They agreed that diplomatic options are not yet exhausted and that in fact they need to be ramped up. That optimism was echoed by Joe Biden and Boris Johnson, who discussed the matter in detail on a 40-minute call, after which they concluded a deal was still possible. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz was in Kiev on Monday and he flies to Moscow next and he was very clear on the determination of the US and EU to act swiftly at the first sign of conflict. Nobody should doubt the determination that the EU has, that NATO has, that Germany has, that the United States have. Should it come to military aggression against the Ukraine? The message on Ukraine from the UK was clear, with Boris warning that things remain very tense, with 130,000 Russian troops still massed on the Ukrainian border. This is a very, very dangerous, difficult situation. We are on the edge of a, of a precipice, but there is still time for President Putin to, to step back. And Foreign Minister Liz Truss was again reminding Russia that the level of sanctions the UK and our allies would implement if an invasion does go ahead would have widespread implications for the Russian economy. We just introduced new sanctions legislation, which is the toughest we've ever had against Russia. That enables us not to just target companies with direct effect on Ukraine, but anybody or any company that has a bearing on the Russian state. And that would seriously destabilise the Russian economy. Even as the drama with Ukraine and Russia unfolds, the Tory party party row continues at home. After last week's dramatic mobbing of Labour leader Keir Starmer by far-right protesters, it's been revealed police are investigating death threats against him. He wouldn't be drawn on the details of the threats, but he did stress the importance of lowering the temperature of the debate. The Prime Minister knew what he was doing when he uh, introduced that slur. We've all got a duty to bring that level down and to return to the politics where we have strong debate, um, strong arguments, but it's rational, it's honest and it's done with integrity. ITV News caught up with Boris and told him about the death threats to Keir Starmer and offered him the opportunity to apologise. Hmm, wonder how that went. I've said more than enough about that issue. He also refused to say whether he's completed the police questionnaire sent to him over the Partygate scandal. Any comment on that, Boris? All that uh, is a process uh, has got to be completed before I can say anything more. And uh, but I look forward to telling a lot more in due course. 
A public inquiry got underway on Monday into the so-called Horizon scandal. It involved faulty accounting software at sub-post offices that made it look as though money was missing from the books. Over 700 post office branch managers were given criminal convictions and it appears as though it may have been the largest miscarriage of justice in British legal history. It took 20 years of campaigning to have their cases reconsidered and had a terrible effect on the lives of those wrongfully convicted. Tracy Felstead was just 19 when she was accused of stealing from her employer. For the whole of my adult life, I've been a convicted criminal. In the space of 20 minutes, my conviction was overturned and 20 years of my life had almost been erased. I'd been told that it wasn't my fault and it was a computer error. Still to come on the Smart 7 drama at the Winter Olympics and Lady Whistledown is back in action right after this. Welcome back. There's finally been some drama at the Winter Olympics, and it involves Russia. The Court of Arbitration for Sport has cleared Russian figure skater Kamala Valeva to compete in her next event at Beijing 22, despite her testing positive for a banned substance. She didn't test positive during the Games, it dated back to December, and it was decided because of her young age, she's only 15 years old, that she should be allowed to continue to compete. The news has not gone down well with former Olympian Johnny Weir. I have to condemn this decision with every ounce of my soul. The Olympics has to be clean or it's not fair. If you won't play fair, then you can't play. This is a slap in the face to the Olympic Games, to our sport, and to every athlete that's ever competed at the Olympics clean. Summon the carriage and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton Series 2 is on the way. The Shonda Rhimes Netflix drama is due to drop on March the 25th and a new trailer suggests things are going to get quite a bit hotter. Nicola Coughlin's Lady Whistledown is sharpening her knives as society gets set to gossip through another Bridgerton search for a suitable wife. Dearest gentle reader, did you miss me? As the members of our town questioned my identity and means, this author has been doing but one thing, honing my skills. No, even better, I've been sharpening my knives. For all of you. Ivan Reitman, the director of Ghostbusters, has died at age 75. Born in Czechoslovakia, his family fled communist oppression and settled in Canada, where he grew up. He directed Bill Murray in his first starring role in the teen comedy Meatballs and worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger on comedies including Twins and Kindergarten Cop, and he also produced movies including Space Jam. Ghostbusters, which he also starred in, went on to become his greatest commercial success, grossing over $200 million and getting two Oscar nominations. We need something that everyone in this town can get behind. We need a symbol. Something that appeals to the best in each and every one of us. Something good. Something decent. Something pure. Figures from across the movie industry paid tribute to a man who was a true comedy legend. May his memory be a blessing. I always had a sort of sincere approach to the comedy. It's just, I took it seriously, even though it was a horror movie and a comedy. You had to sort of deal with it in a kind of realistically honest way. This has been The Smart 7. Wherever you're listening, do us a favour and hit the follow button. We'll be back tomorrow at 7am. Have a great day. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.